Them things of the devil, anyhow. If you would please tonight turn your Bibles to Second Samuel, chapter twelve. Second Samuel, chapter twelve. Me and my wife went to our family doctor, and it's a it's a lady. She we love her to death. She's just the sweetest thing. But uh, there's about three of the doctors right there in that little hallway. And we waited, we waited, we waited, and she finally came in and she said, you know what we've been doing? We've been sitting out there talking about you two. She said, y'all sit in here and laugh and carry on, and the nurse had did our blood work and everything. You had her laughing and carrying on, and everybody in here has never met anybody like you two. (laughs) And... uh, uh, me, but anyhow, if you would please, Second Samuel chapter twelve. I want you to read with me just a little bit. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich, the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and he grew up together with him and with his children. Yet did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup, lay in his bosom. It was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was coming to him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And it said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king of Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house, and thy master's wives, into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had not been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandments of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword, and has taken his wife to be thy wife, and has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, because thou hast despised me, and has taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also has put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Howbeit, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. 
And Nathan departed in his own house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not, neither did he eat bread with him. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died, and the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, he spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth, and washed and anointed himself, and changed his apparel, and came into the house of the Lord, and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child, while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now is he dead, wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will help us to see the very seriousness of this chapter tonight to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's a couple of doctrinal truths that's taught here before I get started. Here's proof that children, little babies, go to heaven. Because you got to remember something. We know that David was a child of God and we know he went to heaven. Amen. And he says here that where I go, uh, he's going. And so we know the baby is already there. Amen. And so we know that children are saved by God's grace as a little child till they come to the age of accountability. Also, you'll find in this chapter you study, there's no use to pray for the dead. And you pray for the living. You don't pray for the dead. What is done is done. And you cannot change it. You can't bring them back. Now, that's not the message tonight. The message I want to talk to you about is despisers of God. Verse 7, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Now, the first thing, you better listen when God's Word is spoken. You better listen when the preacher is preaching. You better listen when the Sunday school or the Bible teacher is take, uh, talking, uh, teaching the Word of God. You better listen when the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart. That's number one. The number two, David's greatest sin here was not just taking another man's wife, which he did. David's greatest sin here was not just murder, which he did by a pen. Just using a pen, he murdered uh, his, uh, his friend. David's greatest sin was despising God's commandment. Now look at verse 9 and 10. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord? Now watch, in the last part of the verse, uh, in the middle of verse 10, says, because thou hast despised me. Now, 
Notice, you say, preacher, how did David despise God's word? Number one, David knew the Ten Commandments of God. Now, here in this one act of his life, he broke at least three of the Ten Commandments according to Exodus 20, verses 13 to 16. God said, Thou shalt not kill. David killed. God said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. David committed adultery. God said, Thou shalt not steal. Uh, David stole Bathsheba. God said, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. David did. Now, to know God's word and do do not do them is to despise God's word then. Now, many people today despise the commandments of God. Mark chapter 7, verse 9. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. Now, notice something here. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Now watch. Who are the guilty of despising God? All sin involves disrespect of God. It shows, number one, the indifference to God's being, and God's wholeness, and God's perfection. Now I believe with all my soul that God is fully holy. There's not a person on the face of the earth as holy as God is. Amen? When I lead people to Christ, I go to Romans 3.23. It says, For all the sin come short of the glory of God. And I've had people to tell me, I'm not that bad. I haven't stole. I haven't now tell me all the things they haven't done. I'm not that bad. But the first thing you've got to do if you want to be saved is to admit to yourself you're a sinner. What does that mean? All the sin come short of God. Does that mean you've committed adultery and you've killed somebody or, or you stole or whatever? That ain't what he's talking about. It means you come short of the glory of God. You come short of the holiness of God. You're not as holy as God is. Therefore, you don't deserve heaven. There's no sin going to heaven. And so, when you talk about the despiser of God and you don't keep God's Word, and you don't keep God's commandment, it shows indifference of God's being. He's a holy God. God's holiness and perfection. He's perfect. Amen? The sinner ignores or despises by his thinking he will not have to give an account unto a holy God or of his sins. He shows contempt for his authority. It's shown despise of, when he despises of his kindness to us. It's shown the sinner thinks he could better govern himself than to answer to God. You know what, folks? God wants the best for us. Amen? And anybody that thinks that you can do better with your life than God can do with your life, you're despising God. Now listen, who are guilty of despising God? Those who neglect the Bible. Those who neglect His service. Those who neglect His indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Those who neglect prayer. Now, those who neglect God's plan of salvation. Acts 16, verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Yet, men despise God's plan of salvation. They say, can't be that easy. Got to be more to it than that. They say, I got to do something to earn salvation. Uh, they say, I must feel it. Or uh, they say, I must hold out unto the end. 
Oh, that's despising God because God said, my plan of salvation is simple. I've done all the work. I came in this world and died for your sins. I was buried and rose again for your justification. I'm the one that saves you from your sin. And when you come along and say, but I want to do something to be saved, you're despising God's commandment. You're despising God. And yet God simply says in His Word, Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's simple. And straight to the truth. You will not obey God's Word then you are just as guilty as David in despising and neglecting God's Word. I've read this story I don't know how many times. Now I want to show you something. Here's the grace of God. Did you know that God said, I did not hold anything back from David? Anything that David wanted. He was king. He could have had anything he wanted. I mean, name it. I mean, name anything on the face of the earth. All he had to do is tell somebody, go get it for me. And they had to go get it because he's king. He could have had anything and as much as he wanted. But he coveted something that didn't belong to him. And God said, "What, David, your sin is not killing, it's not murder. Your sin is despising me because you knew better. You knew the Ten Commandments. You knew what I demanded. Now watch this. Who is the despiser? Notice, now verse 10 with me. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be thy wife. Did you know, if you study the Word of God, all down through David's life, that he had to pay the price for what he did. Notice what it says, Now therefore the sword shall not depart. All of David's life, as long as he was on this earth, was fighting in wars and, and with his own family. Now watch. Who is despised? Is David, are you the one that's being despised? No. God said, I'm the one that's being despised. Can you imagine somebody despising God? And yet, what, what brought all this to my mind is reading, and I come across this portion of Scripture, <clears throat> is watching the news lately and watching how people despise. And listen, we're, we're in a place in this country that people are despising God's people. And God's preachers. And the one that's holding up the Bible and holding up the Word of God. And the little people are literally despising them. They don't want nothing to do with them. They don't want to talk with them. And don't you come here preaching that stuff to me. Leave me alone. That's despising God. Now listen. Who is the despiser? The Bible says, Thou art, David. That's man, period. So ignorant. So needy. So dependent. So sinful. It's the creature despising the Creator. Foolishness despising wisdom. Weakness despises strength. Loss despising the deliverer. What happens when we despise God? Number one, we despise ourselves, our own souls, our own salvation, our true riches, our true everlasting happiness, our eternal life. I was listening to Dr. Adrian Rogers this afternoon on TV, and man, I love to hear him preach. <clears throat> and he preached an old sermon that I have read and studied of his. And he said, no one's without excuse. He almost the message I preached this morning, that no one's without excuse. He said, me and my wife has went out on a dock before, out when we had a little cabin down 
uh, south and and he said we went out there and lay on the dock at night and look up at the sky and he said all those stars says there's a God he said just think about all those stars all the, the moon and the sun and everything says there is a God and yet God uh, men despises God they know there's a God now watch yourself and the Bible says it, who's being who's the one that's despised here we despise ourselves when we despise God uh, our true riches our true everlasting happiness our true eternal life all that's involved in that that's the one we're despising well man I'm so thankful that God's been good to me I'm so thankful and I'm happy and I'm uh, filled with joy and God's been so good and kind to me and I'm so thankful for eternal life. I'm not going to despise the one who gave me that. Amen? What is the end of those despised? To be themselves despised. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, they shall rise to shame and everlasting contempt. Jeremiah 6.30 uh, Reprobate uh, silver shall men call them because the Lord has rejected them. Here's the truth. You reject God. You despise God. You despise His kindness. You despise His riches to your life. And they, the whole world will despise you. Now listen, we need to learn from David what to do then. Now look at verse 13. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. You know, here, here's the truth, folks. Did you know you get away from God one step at a time? That's how it's done. You, you get away from the Bible, you get away from church, you get away from Christians, you, you get away from yourself one step at a time. You just backslide, you get further and further away from God as you go. But the grace of God is one step back to Him. Just one step. And you know what that step is? I have sinned. It's your it's your confession to Him. And David, all David had to do to be forgiven of God is to say, I have sinned against the Lord. And God said, you're forgiven. Amen. That's grace. I don't deserve that. Neither do you. Neither did David. But he was his confession led to pardon. Notice David's confession of his sin very prompt, immediately, and very brief, and very appropriate, true. He acknowledged his sin against the Lord. Did you know one thing I've learned? You can't hide nothing from God. You might as well confess it. Amen, because he already knows it. So he asked you to confess it. You got to be honest with God if you want forgiveness. Confess what you've done. Notice David's forgiveness. It was immediate. It was free. It was declared. The Lord has also put away thy sin. Amen. You know what I can say to everybody that despises God? I can say to you, if you come to Him, He still has His arms up for you. Amen. He loves you, and He'll forgive you. The repenting sinner coming to God by faith in Jesus Christ is assured of pardon. That's the reason I love to preach. I love to be a pastor. I love to be a preacher. Simply because I can say to anybody, 
anybody. I don't care what you've done, and I believe I've seen just about anything that anybody can do against somebody else or against God. And I still say to them, as long as you've got breath, if you'll say, Oh Lord, it's me. Lord, I'm the sinner. Lord, I'm the one that's done against you. Lord, would you forgive me? I believe it's all my soul. God will do it. God will forgive you and put you right back in standing with Him. That doesn't mean you're not going to have to pay for your sins committed. Because David had to pay all the rest of his life. He had to pay for what he did on this earth. But not when he got to heaven. It's clear. Amen? Now notice, Jesus said, uh, Come unto me, and I will no wise cast thee out. By God's promise or His Word, by God's Holy Spirit indwelling, we have the assurance if you'll come to Him, He'll forgive you. And I love the story of David. You know why I say all the time that David's my hero? I read the Bible all the time. And by the way, David was one of the wickedest men in the Bible. And yet God called him the apple of His eye. You know why? Every time that God... Uh, faced him with a sin every time God faced him with a problem in his life he didn't run from God he ran to God he ran to the altar and held on to the horn to the altar and said oh Lord forgive me and God put him right back in standing and he'd go again amen that's a continual thing every day of your life you got to run to God and keep, and keep in fellowship with him amen and that's not despising God that's reverence to God. Despisers of God is when you're reprimanded by the Word of God and by a preacher or somebody that loves you, you better listen. You better pay attention. Because if you're going against God's Word and against His Son and against His Holy Spirit, you're despising God. Amen? And God hates that. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will have your way in each of our life. And I pray today, if there's somebody that's listening, if there's somebody that the Lord is just letting the Holy Spirit deal with them and not running from you, that they'll understand. It's me that you're dealing with, Lord. It's my sin, not somebody else's. Help me, O oh God. Forgive me. And I know in my heart, by the Word of God, you'll do it, Lord. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn page 13, please. Page 13. Sing it, please. I tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, He kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for His own. Telling you this morning that the Booth Brothers is going to be there uh, tomorrow night down at the old Wild Mama Campground Tabernacle. Uh, they'll they'll be there tomorrow night, but they're going to have a matinee in the afternoon, not at night on Tuesday. So that's all I found out about it. But if you get a chance, go hear them. Father, go with us on our way home. Watch over and keep us now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.